What's up, freaks? Welcome back to the podcast presented by the Prog Space. I'm your host, Randy Salo from Freaks at Home, and with me virtually through the interwebs is my main man, Dario. On the other, uh, from from the other side of Munich. <laughs> and uh, what's up, guys? Uh, great to be back uh, on the podcast. Yes. And we have another special guest, Dario, don't we? I see another guy in the camera yes. here. Yes, with a with a mint green wall behind him. Yeah, that you guys can't see at home, but it's uh, it's really lightening up the mood here. In fact, uh, we have Mr. Abraham, and I'm going to butcher your last name, Sirache, in the house from Amsterdam. Sirache. Yeah, right. How yeah. Do you, Hi, how guys. Do you pronounce it one more time. Sirache, Sirache. Got it. With, so, for, yeah. Fun. A funny, funny thing is, before um, our mutual friend Tom DeWitt said Sarachi, <laughs> some yeah. YouTube video, uh, I, I would, I, I always thought about it more like you know my French thinking mind was always thinking like Sarash. Yeah. <laughs> But of course, Spanish is not French. <laughs> so many so, people uh, say yeah, that. Uh, many people say it in that way. So it's like <laughs> I'm used to it. It doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, welcome uh, Abraham to the show. Um, and uh, Dario, why don't you let us know what we're going to do today? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, as always. Um, if you haven't listened to our last episode from last week, we had John Courtney from Pure Reason Revolution here at the Procast, which was a really cool talk. So go check that out. Also, their album drops um, tomorrow. So when you will be hearing this on Thursday, Friday, uh, the new Pure Reason Revolution album drops and it's killer. Um, yeah. And as always, don't forget to check out the Spotify playlist and everything. Um we're gonna jump right in with a section. Maybe you've you if uh, Abraham, if you've listened to the broadcast before, maybe you uh, have heard us nerding out about what's in our Walkman. Do you have you listened? Have you heard this kind of section that we do before on the broadcast? Yes. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna start asking you what's in your Walkman. What what? Yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah. specific? That comes to mind. Both, uh, right now, what I'm listening to, right? Yeah. Is, uh, not re I am really listening to a lot of weird stuff lately because due to the corona situation, I'm trying to kind of keep my mood up. So I went up like to my teenage years okay. like, of kind of music. And I was listening to some Green Day, oh. Offspring stuff. <laughs> so it was like kind of bringing me back to those times when I didn't have to worry about a lot of things. That sounds very fun. Um, hey, which uh, al which albums, by the way? Because uh, I, actually, I uh, also listened to them back in the day, back in the 90s. Yeah, I was listening to Smash and to X9 of the Hombre from yeah. uh, The Offspring. Yeah. And I was listening to the first album of Green Day. I don't know. It has a very strange name. Smoother at nights, blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's, it's got like long a long name. name with a thing like ten thousand nights, blah blah blah, something weird. Yes, yep. it's under ten thousand days, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just wanted yeah, to something make like that. that. Joke. <laughs> something like that, and uh -huh. uh, it's 
you know, those times I was like learning to play guitar and I was like so fascinated with all these things. So I was like, I wanted to feel that again. So I kind of like transposed myself mentally. To that. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I had the, the same experience with those. I mean, um, I got into Green Day and Offspring around the same time because they both had these albums come out, like Dookie and Smash, I mm-hmm. guess, came out around the same time. And I, I, was, I started on the bass, um, but because I didn't have a band, I also like played my brother's guitar and like tried to learn to play guitar. And those were like the bands that I started with on guitar was like Nirvana green day yeah, and, stuff like that. and i was living in germany at the time and i actually had to order the album that you're talking about listening to i had to order mm-hmm. it like via mail order from california because it wasn't okay. on a major label or anything and yeah. uh, it took like i don't know 15 weeks or something to get to germany from the, from the <laughs> from the u.s so that's uh, Pro- probably proper proper Probably properly shipped on the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. Now the band actually brought it. Like, no. <laughs> they weren't that big yet. Um, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, uh, um, even 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 I have some history with uh, the Offspring because I I always I don't have it in my re- re- regular um, CD uh, shelves that I have right here next to me on my desk, uh, but. One of my very first singles, one of two singles I ever bought in my life. You remember single CDs? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're that old was enough. Defy You. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the two first pieces of music I bought for my uh, pocket money was Defy You and... Linkin Parks in the end. Wow. <laughs> and after that, okay. after that, I went. I went to the album format and bought Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence when it came out. Okay. <laughs> Never what bought change, anything right? else again. <laughs> but Dario, all right, Abraham. Um, yeah. Are you yeah. old enough to remember cardboard boxes for CDs? Oh, that's nice. Um. Yes. So they- you, you you mean. You mean like the ones we get with a promo? Uh, oh no 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 no. Some no. promo. <laughs> <laughs> the grandfather of the promo uh, slip uh, sleeve. They were they were the CDs, like the jewel case, but they were packaged uh, in a cardboard box that was long and sat inside of a CD shelf. They were like, instead of it being square, it was rectangular, and they, they sat inside of the CD racks at the CD stores upright so that you could flip through them. Yes. Oh and, no, and, and, no, never no, no, never saw that. <laughs> I don't actually know why that was, but maybe it was because they had the 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 old uh, shelves from the vinyls and they needed to have CDs were too small to fit in there and so in order to be able to reuse uh-huh. those old shelves, they created these longer boxes. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. But, uh, Abraham, do you remember these as well? I remember them, but I I never thought too much about it. I didn't. It's I didn't like, either. Until okay. just now. It was just. It was just like that. It was just a box. <laughs> Get that thing out of here. <laughs> so, so Abraham, what should we add to our playlist for our listeners to feel good? Uh, Which song? Hmm. You can pick two songs if you want. Maybe we can get the uh, welcome, welcome to Paradise yeah. from Green Day. That's a nice song. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, another okay. song to good feel good. You know, this it's kind of a jump, but um, <laughs> I was also listening to Earthside, <laughs> oh, yeah. so that's kind of weird change. But I, um, I, I'm I'm always happy to put 
any S side in any playlist. Uh, <laughs> so, which is your favorite song? <laughs> I like this song that they have with uh, Seven Dust singer. It's very cool. Oh wow! Yes, mob mentality. Mentality, yeah. It's very cool. That is uh, smoking with uh, with uh, orchestrations is yes. amazing. Yeah, it has like uh, ups and downs during a song. What for me is yeah very important. Amazing call. That's that's gonna be the, the cool start to our playlist um, this week with Green Day and Earthside. <laughs> uh, Randy, what's in what's in your walk, man? <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Something totally different and and not so happy, really. Um, but it was it was actually a recommendation from from Apple. Like I, was, I mean, <laughs> really? it's a little bit strange. But I was just like, I haven't really been listening to a lot of music because I got the family here and I've been working a lot on on uh, editing uh, our movie with about Matter Mortem. But uh, the one album I was listening to earlier, just to like change the thing, was the Silent Circus, which is the second album from Between the Berry to Me. So okay. like okay. 2003, like super old, like totally crazy, like it, the riffs <laughs> change every like 10 seconds or five seconds or something. <laughs> um, it's, I mean. So, pe pe so people who uh, find um, modern day Between the Bird and Me still to uh, randomly put together songs they, they they wouldn't dig it uh, even mm. e less. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's uh, what probably. it made me think of was that they still. You know, I think a lot of bands usually like kind of simplify, like their mm -hmm. their music approach, and they certainly have refined it, but they still have this kind of schizophrenic um, thing. You know, even on their albums that are like maybe not as extreme. Not that they have any non-extreme albums, but um, but anyway, the Silent Circus. Uh, it's cool, you know. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's not as refined. You can tell they're how much younger they are, but it was you can hear where they're going, you know. Like you can hear the 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 makings of a, like great band uh, in in that in the production and stuff. So, uh, as far as a track for that for people to listen to, I don't know. Um, maybe you can tell me later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mordecai, track four. <laughs> okay. I think I have heard uh, about about that name, that song yeah, title. They made before a, I think they made a music yes. video of that one. So, Darius um, Walkman. <laughs> yeah, um, the last one and a half weeks or so, I had this cool little, yeah, um, temporary tradition uh, that most of the evenings I met with my good friend Eamon on uh, uh, Discord. And we would do a listening session, and we went through actually the whole Riverside discography, uh, one album at a time, uh, which was cool because um, Eamon is uh, still a big fan of the newer albums, um, and I'm not, and I was willing to give them an another chance, but I also uh, absolutely wanted to <laughs> go back to the old ones, which I still love so much, you know. Um so, um, yeah, last night we finished uh, with Wasteland and, um, well, the last two regular band, Riverside band albums, Love, Fear and the Time Machine and Wasteland, um, still, th I think they're nice albums, but they still don't speak to me like emotionally that as deep as the albums before. And actually, with that, with that one album before, um, songs, uh, Slaves of the uh, New 
generation shrines. Um, there was also already this thing going on where I thought, okay, they're mellower, they're not as technically complex anymore and, and not as dark or it, it, they didn't speak to me as much anymore. And the last thing that that's that uh, kind of reached me deep, deep inside me was the, that monster if the outro of escalator shrine. So I want to put escalator shrine in the uh, playlist. Yeah. Um, and uh, as a second song, I've been listening the last days uh, to Feather again, Convalescence, uh, amazing album from Anthony Stinson from France. And um, yeah, I've been trying to get to a point where I do, where I finally write the review about it. Uh, you, you know, the funny thing is about re writing reviews really liking and loving a, an album or some music is as a different uh, state of mind than actually knowing what to write about it. <laughs> hmm. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, um, those are my two entries uh, for what's in our, uh, what's in my Walkman uh, this week. So that brings us to our, um, yeah, middle section of the this week's broadcast, and that is, of course, we have a special guest. It's Abraham Sarache. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and um, so let's talk about you for a second, or you can tell us a little bit about your musical journey, about your music, what uh, where where you're coming from. I think you have something unique going on in the Prague scene. So let us know what's, what should we know? The, what should the listeners know about, uh, Abraham Sarachi and his music? <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> okay. Well, it's, it's been a long journey. I think like for whatever type of musician, they always take like a path. They think they're right, but then suddenly boom, no, it's the other direction. And then again, oh no, it's to the left. Oh no, it's to the right. Oh no, it's underneath. Oh no, it's so you do like some kind of try out until you more or less get one direction that mm, fulfills a little bit, like a sixty percent of your tendencies, and you start to believe, okay, maybe this is the correct path. In uh, my case, was like mm, I saw a friend of mine when he was like when we were like fifteen years old. He was playing the acoustic guitar. I will never forget that day. It was um, very enlightening for me because he was a very introvert person. He didn't talk much. He didn't have much friends. But the moment he took that guitar and he started playing, smell like Teen Spirits from Nirvana in a Spanish guitar. Yeah, right? So you can imagine the vibe. My mother was there. My brother was there. Everybody was like, okay, some random dude playing guitar. But for me, it was like, wow, look at this guy, how he changed. He transformed completely into another persona out of nowhere just because music. And I said to myself, I want to be able to do that. So I want to learn how to, how to express myself in that way. Because in a way, I'm a person that I am gifted with words in a way because I learn it. It's a learning skill 
but I'm also an introvert. So it's, uh, it's kind of a funny journey, right? So then I started, okay, I'm gonna, I want to play some guitar. I was listening to some of these punk bands from those times and I said, oh, okay, it's not so difficult. I learned already 50 songs. This is cool. I can follow up. I have good ear. So it was a little bit like, okay, uh, it's not so random as I thought it was going to be. And in that time, I didn't have the money or the support to get like some music classes or theory or whatever. We didn't have internet or Google or something. You know, nowadays you have... Back back in Venezuela, in right? Venezuela, you, you, yes. You grew up in Venezuela, right? Yeah. Yes, but also internet was was nothing in that time. It was very slow, and you didn't have yeah. much tools to learn online. It's not like nowadays. You put like how to build a pff, atomic bomb, and then you suddenly <laughs> get a guy there explaining you how to make it at home. You know, <laughs> it's like everything is quite easy nowadays. I remember spending hours trying to figure out, okay, this chord. Sounds like a fifth, but it has something strange, has a strange flair to it. And I was there, and that's how I developed my ear to be so sharp as it is now. The, like, uh, long story short, with the whole earring thing, so I never took classes at the end. I never learned music theory. I just play with a lot of people that were very illustrated in that subject. So I learned basic stuff, like how to communicate with them. Ah, this is an eighth note, this is a sixteenth note, this is a major scale, this is a minor scale. <laughs> but besides that, I don't have any kind of idea of notes or tablatures or taps or whatever, you know? So that's that's very unique because normally when you do it this way, it's like you're on your own. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're on your own. You cannot say like, okay, I will take the this piece of art of Mozart and I'm going to adapt it to some, I don't know, grunge thing or maybe like some uh, electronic beats. Uh, you're on your own. You need to come up with whatever is going on inside yourself. And that's what I did. I tried to listen to the voice in myself after all this year of learning by myself many instruments because I was very, uh, let's say, I don't know how to say it uh, in a good way, but anxious. I wanted to express myself in so many ways that guitar was not enough. So I say, okay, look, there is a piano. I'm going to try this. Okay, if this is the same, like in, I try to transpose what I knew, the basic knowledge I have of guitar to piano. Then I like playing drums a little bit. And uh, at the beginning, many people thought, okay, this guy's crazy. You know, you're not going to uh, be specific in any instrument you're not gonna be a specialist in any of them so you're gonna suck you know <laughs> that's actually what they told me and i say yeah but there's another outcome of that what if you get like to a medium intermediate level on every instrument that can be quite interesting especially to a person that is uh, a composer that's how i consider myself more than a musician or whatever other thing because there are thousands of people that play guitar awesome drums awesome but um, they are more playing stuff. I am more thinking about how to express feelings into music. So that's more or less my, my goal. Then during uh, 2005 or something, um, we have like a traditional instrument. It's called cuatro, the Venezuelan cuatro. Some kind of ukulele. You can Google it and see more or less 
how it is. It's like a nylon string instrument, uh, but it has a richer sound and more sustained than a uke. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try with this instrument. Let's see what happens. I always liked the sound that it had, but I didn't know, I didn't like how they used it in the traditional folk Venezuelan music. So I was like, oh, I asked my mother once, I was living in Spain that time, and I told her, hey, bring me one of those cuatros just to, and one of these core books, you know? I'm going to take a look. And well, so I started implementing it in an alternative rock band I had in that time, and people loved it. It was amazing. The response was like, oh, what is that? What is that strange ukulele? Oh, how do you play that? And the funny thing is in, um, I taught a girl that was playing with us, Spanish girl, how to play the cuatro. So she was playing the cuatro and I was playing the guitar. So it was even more exotic, the whole like <laughs> band, right? Was this and an so, acoustic instrument at the time or were you already into it? Yes, it was an acoustic instrument. Yeah. And we just put like a microphone in front or something. Yep. It was a bit rudimentary, but it worked for the time being. And the uh, funny thing is that uh, when I started doing this, that mixture of metal or rock with the acoustic sound of the cuatro, um, let's say that the Spanish people loved it, but the Venezuelan people didn't. They were like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're destroying my heritage. That's Her heresy. <laughs> yes, something like that. And I was, I didn't expect that. I was more like, I was expecting more like a positive response. Like, oh, look, you can do this with that. Amazing, you know? I never thought that you could use an Aquatro like this. That was more or less like a 0, 0, 0, 0 percent of the Venezuelan population in that time, <laughs> 2005, 2007. <laughs> but uh, after 15 years, it's starting to become more like a 40, 50 percent of the population. That so likes, it's funny that likes the usage or that what? likes what I am doing. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> so this is quite uh, funny because now people come and say, Oh, that's a very amazing thing what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> thank you. So but it's a little <laughs> bit like <laughs> Abraham, what's the transition then to because you what you play on the, the on your latest record is the it's an electric version of the instrument, right? Yes, I use both. I use the acoustic and I use the electric. The electric one, this one that I have, because I have two custom-made uh, quatras. Uh, I use the electric one because um, it has a more similar, um, like, tone to the acoustic one. So my idea is to bring, instead of having, like, clean guitar sound, is to have clean quatro sound. So I can do all these rasgados and all these uh, percussive things with the nylon strings. So that's quite interesting. Instead of having, like, a... Spanish guitar sound or like um, arpeggiated electric guitar, mm -hmm. I do have the nylon string quattro thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, besides that, I can use more uh, electric guitar, modern distorted sound with the electrified version. So I have, let's say, best of both worlds for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and what did and so did the you said they're both custom made. Did the electric quattro exist then before you got your hands on it? Do people yes, use the them? First, yes, they used them, but they they thought it was some kind of joke or like a toy. I remember a guy. He had uh, one. He was like an amazing quattro player, like a virtuoso guy. You know, they played very different things. They are more focused on the rhythm, and I'm more focused on the melody. So there's more like it's more like right hand 
exercises, right? Mm-hmm. What they focus on. So I remember he was in a national TV show with this quattro, with this electric quattro custom made. And I was like, uh, what is he doing? He didn't even plug it. He's not interested in this instrument at all, you know? And you say, what, what a wasted talent, you know? So he just stayed on the stage and he never picked it up and played it. No, he just played it, but unplugged. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What so what's the point? Of it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what is the point of playing an electric guitar unplugged in a yeah. show? <laughs> yeah. You hear the screams like, pring, pring, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> he was really completely uninterested on, on the instrument. But I saw an opportunity and I said, I need to know who is the luthier on this guy. I figured out the guy, well, he was a mess. <laughs> he was really a mess. I had to hunt him down like for six months to get my <laughs> instrument delivered. He finally did. And that that's also like a new beginning for me because I didn't have to use a microphone. I didn't have to worry about feedback and a lot of things that, uh, technically speaking, were difficult for the concerts. So I just could pl- plug it and play. Of wow. course, it was a piezo acoustic. And you get a lot of like the surroundings, uh, noise, but um, of course, noise gate, distortion, chorus, modulation effects. So I was getting more into, let's say, my world. Because nowadays some people do some reverb, some wawa, and some delay, simple effects, you know, in the chain. But nobody was like risking enough and also didn't have the knowledge to go for it like fully, you know, like, okay, yeah. I'm going to put like an, a distortion and this high gain and I'm going to put this and this and that. If you see the chain of effects that I have in my quattro just to make it sound as a seven string guitar, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's like a octaver, <laughs> compression, distortion here, another amplifier, boom, boom, boom. And I use it a line six uh, POD pro and it's like, it's crazy. And are you the, <laughs> are you then the only like you know hard rocking quattro player in the world? Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, so tell us about uh, about your last releases. I mean, uh, there was the Garden of Dreams, and then the Kaleidoscope of Fears and Kaleidoscope of Dreams again, yes. right? Uh, yes. So um, those all bear your name. Abraham Sarace. Um, yes. <laughs> but, uh, there you yes. But uh, you, you, do you play with other musicians? Do you have like drummer and bass player on the um, on the albums or EPs already, um, or was all all played and recorded by yourself? Uh, in the first CD that I recorded, The Gardener, I recorded everything myself. It was, uh, the CD, the gardener was a little bit of, um, of a break point. I was I like, it was, uh, 2016 or something. 2016. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I decided to go solo because I was tired of all bands and mm-hmm. their tiny little problems like, Oh, uh, I don't want to rehearse because I lost the bus. Oh, I don't, I cannot go to the rehearsal because, oh, I forgot that I didn't buy strings. Things like this. <laughs> so I say, you know, guys, um, you're not serious. I'm done. You know, so I had like 10 bands like that. And the good, the, the funny thing is that all the bands, they all the time were successful in their own way. So I was tired of being in like bands that were emerging 
progressively. And then I had just to abandon because I was the only, the last man standing. All left. It was not even my band. So I say, yeah. if I'm all the time the last man standing, so why joining other bands? I will make my own stuff. All right. If people want to leave, leave. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I can play all the instruments. I can record. I do my own mixing, my own mastering. I learned to sing because I didn't find a vocalist that I would like to sing my songs. So my entire life, I've been preparing for this moment, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> if I have to do it alone, I'm going to do it alone. But then uh, things start to happen with Gardener City. Uh, I got like um, sponsored by a website that teaches the acoustic quattro, the Venezuelan quattro. And they were like, oh, this guy's amazing. He does something unique. He was like, oh, finally, somebody sees it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my quattro, the one that I'm using now, was also like sponsored by uh, one luthier in Seattle. And he builds these things like wow. scratch and he did everything amazingly. So it was like a very, it was a bit of a wake up call. Like, okay, dude, you're doing this music that I never did progressive music before. I was like, I always listened to Dream Theater and to things like Tool and this kind of things. But I was never like bold enough to go for it. You know, I was like, this is going to be too difficult. Um, and I'm not going to find the musicians to do it. So I was wrong. The thing is that <laughs> the, the more difficult or commit, committed, let's say like that, the project is, people are like more challenged and they feel like, oh, this sounds pro. I want to be <laughs> part of this. <laughs> and since then, every time I've like try out a musician, they've been good or worse or bad or in, in my opinion, but it's a subjective opinion. They were all very good musicians. So I didn't have to worry about mentoring anyone. It was just like the ring that falls directly into your finger. It was perfect. <laughs> it was a perfect match. It was just a matter of taste. Okay. I like yeah. how this plays this guy, how this makes these things. And uh, with Kaleidoscope of Fears, I had already like two bandmates. And uh, of course, at that point, we already toured Spain once. And we had like some concerts, uh, concerts in Germany and, and in the Netherlands. And we were like more like a band. So I thought like, mm -hmm. okay, what well, if we are a band and they are taking over the departments of bass and drum? So cool, you know, better for me because when you have somebody special, specialist in their thing, then they are yeah. going to make it better. I just mm -hmm. need to give them an idea of where I'm heading and that's it. And we started working more as a band uh, and they did a great job. I always say that I give them, I provide them rice and they make like paella with whatever I give. Them. <laughs> <laughs> nice enough yeah. to do that. <laughs> yes, and it's, and it's really like that. Um, I'm a complex guy com composing, but uh, imagine that afterwards there comes somebody and say, ah, oh, but we can make it even more complex. So then, yeah, you hear the results. <laughs> and it's, it's cool because it's not just complexity. It's like um, small dynamics, small little details that really add to the final result and enhances the whole thing. So, yeah, I start, we started to work more as a band. And uh, the, our first drummer left like in 2018, I think. 2018, yes, because some personal issues and stuff. But with the basis, we've been already four years working together. So it's now like a long time. 
So we know each other. <laughs> it's, it's not just like playing. It's like we know what we want from each other. So it's, it's easier yeah. to compose. And he is like a bass beast. So I, I can basically write uh, some random binary code thing and he will play it. So it's, it's basic, you know? <laughs> and Abraham, All you right. guys are based in, in Amsterdam. Is that correct? Yes. How did you make? How did you find your way from Venezuela to Amsterdam? Uh, that's also a very long story. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to live in Venezuela, and uh, I suddenly said, "Okay, uh, I want to travel to Germany." I did like an interchange student thing there, one year. I love it there because um, even though I am like supposed to go from a Latin American culture and. Um, being part of a group and uh, all these things, I was all the time uncomfortable in my country. And I was happy to be in Germany, more individualistic, you know, <laughs> people more like on their own. And uh, I was like, oh, this is heaven. I remember everybody that traveled with me, the, my, my partners or like, like colleagues, they were like, oh, I miss my family. I, miss, I don't miss anyone. I want to stay here. You go and miss your people. So it's, it's also, it was also a little trip, you know, knowing yourself because I was 17 that time. I didn't know this. Yeah. So I say, okay, maybe I found my place. And then I started uh, the university in Venezuela and then I moved to Germany and I finished my career there. I was doing uh, statistics. And uh, then I moved to Spain because I wanted to pursue the um, musical journey with some people that I knew in Spain. And I knew that they were like professional. Uh, that brought me to the UK. I was there like some month. And then, yes, I had a concert here in the museum like district. And uh, I loved it in here. It's like a small city with the possibilities of a metropolis, you know? Yeah. And it's really cute. So I thought, okay, maybe I can go there and try out. And it's like in the center, it's the heart of the Western Europe, you know? So you, I can travel everywhere in one hour or two. So it was uh, practical. Pro, 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 provided we can travel again yeah. soon. Yes. So we'll get to that in a bit. I just wanted to... Um, uh for a bit uh keep the focus on your music like the last release was kaleidoscope of dreams okay. and so um yeah maybe you can also give us three three songs doesn't necessarily have to uh, be from kaleidoscope of dreams all three but three quintessential songs from uh your releases for us to put in the playlist for listeners to discover your music Ah, quintessential. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, I would say Kaleidoscope of Fears. It's an interesting song. Uh, you have a bossa beat, and the verses are in 11-8. Fucking difficult to play. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I like one song from the first release, uh, Silence, A Sacred Place. I think it's so far the... Hardest song I ever written, and also one of most beautiful ones, and uh, that has more an acoustic fare to it, so it's not in the heavy uh, spectrum. Doesn't have and, to be. <laughs> yeah, and um, from the last EP, the latest one, I think uh, Wabi Sabi is my favorite song from there. The epic. Okay. One. Yes. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> that, yes. 
cool stuff. Um, yeah, and you were you were ready to um, to to promote this uh, EP with uh, tours and live shows and stuff. Uh, now we all know what happened there. You had actually a tour lined up in Spain and stuff. So yeah. um, now you're stuck in Amsterdam. We're stuck in Munich. Um, yeah. A lot of plans going down the drain right now, right? Yes, <laughs> many. Maybe you could tell Less. us about uh, wh what you had planned and um, you know what you were, aren't able to do now and what you might be able to pull off later. Well, uh, at the beginning of the year, in January, it looked like an amazing year. It was like a perfect year. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, we had a tour scheduled for Spain, and we were going to finish that tour in the Totum Revolutum Fest. That is a progressive rock jazz dedicated festival in Barcelona. Uh, I've been chasing those guys like almost for three years to get a spot there. So when I finally oh, do, man. I was like, great, you know, finally we're going to play there. It's like a, it's like when you play in a in the perfect place for you, you know, it's like if people don't like the music, they're going to tell you why and they're going to know why. It's not just like, oh, I don't like it. Sounds weird. It's too long. No. <laughs> They're going to tell you why, because they are into that kind of music. But if yeah. they like it, they're going to buy you everything. You're going to sold out everything. And that's the, what I musicians... Think the same would go for Proc Power, right? Yes, exactly. It's the same <laughs> I mean, kind of buy. It's, it's, it's still, uh, fingers crossed, that hopefully un until fall, things might be... Uh, um, back to a state where we where it can actually happen. We don't know. Yeah. We will have to see. But um, yeah, for our listeners who maybe don't know, we actually uh, we of the Prog Space uh, were super happy to um, present uh, Abraham Sarace Trio acoustic gig at the pre-party uh, of the Prog Power Festival. Um, so yeah, that's still in the air. We're also one of the plans, I guess. Uh, I, I know yes. you were looking forward to. Yes. Our, yeah. Yes, we are, and especially <laughs> since uh, the community at Pro Power is so awesome. There is no better description, you know. Yeah. Everybody is themselves, and everybody's happy to be themselves, and at the same time, part of a massive community, loving community. Yeah. So it's it's like it's like another world. So, yes, I was looking forward to it, but I don't know. Let's see what's going to happen with that. We had the chance to play one gig at The Hague, so that was good. <laughs> at least we played <laughs> once this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then, yeah, the Spanish tour is postponed. Now I, I managed to, to talk with Vinius and uh, the festival also wants to postpone maybe in October or November this year. We will mm -hmm. see. You know, Spain is now in a very hard situation with the yeah. virus yep. so yeah. i don't know i think it's gonna be for a long time and um yeah we had to cancel also a gig at breda here in the netherlands mm -hmm. we were gonna play with uh, the purple tribute band and uh, it was gonna be also like a nice event in a place that we never played before like in brabant yeah yeah so and now the next gig that's coming is melvec here in amsterdam that is also like a legendary venue yeah, so it's yeah, like it is. Uh, you know, it's 
So for, a musician, when, for a musician like me, it's not easy to get booked in this kind of business. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? It's hard work. The, when, when, when would that be? The 13th of June. So the chances that it get canceled are really high. Still pretty high, yeah. 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 So, Damn. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, besides that, in the whole uh, conflict of uh, Corona and the thing, and uh, I understand, you know, people, some people cannot work. Some people don't have like a fixed contract with a company that they keep can work from home. And this influences a lot of people. For instance, our current drummer, he's actually thinking about leaving the country and going back to Chile, where he's from. So uh -huh. that that should add also like some extra stress to yeah. me right now. <laughs> so, but, but, but you do have a job outside of music, right? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> but uh, it's, um, I work normally with um, hospitality. I work as a restaurant consultant. Sometimes I work as a chef cook, independent cook, mostly in a freelance way, right? Okay. The thing is that, uh, yeah, freelancers, you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And besides, I also do like uh, some kind of like music production stuff, mastering and mixing for people, social media content creation. Those things can still keep coming, but uh, that's not yeah. like a fixed income and stuff. So you no, need to not, start not adapting. Yeah. You know, yeah, and uh, of course, all of this influences you. But I feel somehow like from two weeks ago until now, my my world flipped upside down. You know, like uh, it's, uh, it's madness. Yeah, and yeah. I'm a very organized person with music with my musical uh, journey. So it's like a hard hit yeah. for my morale and for our morale. I think as band, yeah. Especially because we are like, more or less like, you know, these bands that you think, oh, it would be cool that this guy make it, you know? <laughs> Everybody tells me this kind of thing. Oh, this guy is, is, is nice and the music is nice, it's different. So it would be good that you make it. I mean, and we're trying to make that path. But yeah. when there comes a pandemia, what are you supposed to say? <laughs> what are you supposed to do? <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, I would say for, for you that... I mean, you've been putting in the work for a long time. I mean, I've known you since 2016, since The Gardener. You you wrote to me through Freaks TV back then. Yeah. I think you must have seen the Into the Machine series, which was our, yeah, like our progressive it. series. And um, and you were like pushing back then. And I remember The Gardener, and I and, and I was seeing. And then we got connected, and we wrote a couple of times, and then we got connected on Facebook. And I I see, I see you out there hustling the last years. So I mean, you've been <laughs> planting the seeds for this. You know, you you built this thing up, and it's not going to go away just because of the you know this pandemic. You know, I think it's it's certainly a, a delay. You know, um, but mm. uh, I think I think you know you'll. You're, you're, you've, you've done, you've done your part, you know, you know, you, you, you know, you can't do, you can't do more, you know, and, um, I'm sure yeah. the community will come around, you know, and, and support you and, and, you know, you'll find a way to get back into those gigs and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Two um, cents anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so a, lo a lot of bands, uh, have jumped to the opportunity actually in the last two weeks and uh, we are flooded with live streams actually i wanted to talk with you guys about it 
uh, last week, uh, I think it was on Friday or Saturday, uh, Shining from Norway, yeah. also Freaks alumni, uh, did a live show from uh, Seaman Sandness home studio, um, who was supposed to be the step-in uh, guest drummer for a show in, in France. They couldn't play, so they just did a live stream. Um, a lot of people are doing it... Um, uh, mostly with donations, uh, so um, uh, PayPal or in in Norway there's this app called Vips or something. Um, so I've I've been watching quite a lot of live streams lately, and also a lot of uh, people are streaming now on on Twitch more. Um, also yeah. music related stuff, uh, Fractal Universe or uh, Devon Towns and the um, the Novena guys. Um, um, actually, Harrison from Novena started a Twitch interview series with people who are affected by this, which is a cool thing. Yeah. Um, and um, actually, it starts to be my my live stream uh, calendar starts to getting getting crowded actually so um this midday at 12 i already missed the live stream from ricard serblum from um um uh he used to play with a uh, beardfish and gungfly and now he's also playing with uh the british rock band prog rock band um uh, why why do i have keep forgetting the names anyway he, he was doing live stream but t tonight is actually gonna be a stream from inside out music uh with the haken show the guys did uh last december in the roundhouse in london yep. supporting Devin. and then later tonight there's gonna be enslaved doing a, a live show on uh, on facebook i think um on friday uh, there's gonna be a pre-recorded concert from soul splitter being streamed on saturday i have a live stream from a friend in finland uh his uh, kenneth um kovazin he's uh he's he has a like a avant-garde ambient project called outcree or whatever however you want to pronounce it um so yeah, um, I, I basically I have uh, almost every day one or two live streams uh, I want to watch, and you you probably could watch nonstop on Twitch. You you, you can actually uh, um, uh, watch Devin Towns and uh, like two days ago he was uh, remixing uh, a song from Sky Blue, I think, um, <laughs> and he put he put it out on the on on his quarantine project youtube playlist later but you can actually watch him live mixing those things which is of course also a cool thing so um but on the other hand like for some bands it's also not possible to do yeah, to actually together. live streaming to get together that's uh, that was a thing with novena i mean they they, they wanted to do a live stream for their um uh, re release show which was going to take place on Friday, um, and yeah, where where I also wanted to be, I had my tickets there and everything. Um, but but now they're stuck in their homes; they can't even get together yeah, in I mean, one the, place. That's the one thing. I mean, a lot of bands can't actually like even in the same town get together, or it's not really recommended, you know, to 
you know, yeah. because everybody's got a different circle of people and elderly people in the circle and you have to be, yeah. you have to still be safe too, you know, so it's a bit tricky. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how it's in Germany, but um, here in Amsterdam is a bit hectic. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday I went to buy some stuff and people were outside like nothing happens. Uh, so that's very worrying. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I also only go out here in my here in my hood, you know, yeah. like every every couple of days, either I go on a jog or I do some uh, only the most necessary groceries at the small supermarket just four minutes from here. So I don't see how it is downtown Munich. I actually saw a picture of uh, Marienplatz, which is the central square of Munich being totally abandoned, which is yep. cool. But here, uh, sometimes I also have the feeling I see people walking. And of course, when it's nice weather like today, um, yeah. they go for a stroll in the park and yeah. stuff. Um, and, and also in the supermarket is is only a little bit quieter than usually. And and uh, if you're queuing up for, for uh, being cashed out, um, you have to have these new stripes that you keep your distance, yeah. but that's 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 about it. I have the feeling. Yeah. So, um, Abraham, do you have? I mean, another thing bands are doing, including my band, because we we also lost a tour at the beginning of. We should have we should have left tomorrow for for touring oh. just in Switzerland and Germany, um, and we luckily had like a music video that we we brought out uh, yesterday that we were planning for bringing out before the tour, but we're lucky that we had that like in reserve. Uh, and we're thinking about other stuff we can do. I think this is another thing that bands are doing at the moment is just trying to like put out new music or put out stuff that mm -hmm. they've been sitting on, uh, like these old concerts for streaming and stuff. Is there, have you been thinking about this at all? Like things that you could do or what you have like lying around that to keep people, to keep people following? Yeah, to be honest, um, I always have this trouble of like oh i don't have enough time to do things yeah yeah because i'm busy with many like fronts at the same time but uh these last two weeks have been so demotivating to me that i really didn't have the the power or the will to do anything uh, the, yeah i was yeah. like i need to i'm a, i'm in general I'm a, i have a very strong will i'm a person that uh, can deal with everything but i need my time you know to process yeah, yeah. what's going on and 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 bring out something good and interesting. I I understand this whole life thing is uh, is a way to put out your product to that people see you and that people see that you're like nonstop. But um, I don't know. A thing is like like you say, it's getting it's starting to be like saturating. It's yeah for me. It's a mm. bit like a um, I don't want to see a concert live on on Facebook personally. I, I'm not interested <laughs> in that. So yeah. why should I do that? So I don't understand. I prefer to do maybe like a playthrough or like show people a little bit of yeah. my instrument more or showing oh, yeah. how to do this yeah, leak or, or how is this part because our music is full of time signature changes and like a lot of technicalities in the music thing. So it's like, oh, and this is a triplet made in the 7-8. So that's why it sounds like mm -hmm. this. Oh, interesting. And then you go analyzing the tracks or something like that. Yeah. It's something you can yeah. do in the progressive world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't come out with something interesting enough to, to inspire me 
to go now live. I do have the technology. I do have all my instruments now at home because the moment I heard the whole Corona thing, I went to the studio and I say, okay, I take all my instruments <laughs> home. Yep. If something happens, uh, you know, the work can end, but I'm going to make music, you know? Yep. Yeah. And this is, this is exactly what I have. I have um, all my stuff in here and uh, that's it. Hmm. I'm thinking about something. I'm thinking about something, but I let's say that I'm not in the right state of mind right now to to yeah. put out something yeah. interesting enough. Yeah. Uh, also, a cool thing yesterday, uh, Mirath, who also had to cancel half their European tour, uh, um, they 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 put out the the remaining merch uh, in an Indiegogo campaign. Um, and they're gonna cover the 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 the, the costs that the the earlier um, wrap up of the tour uh, brought. And yeah, they said they're also gonna write new new music right now. But yeah. as you said, you have to be in the right state of mind, yeah. and you can't force it, of course. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, um, yeah things that that can be done actually, and um but 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 actually yeah as you said it, it doesn't work for every band the same way and also for every individual person sure uh, yeah it's 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 uh of course very different and i mean it's the same for 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 dario and i because i mean we're our studio is shut down um we're not meeting huh. in person and we luckily have this mixer that came in the mail from from uh, <laughs> zoom right before this happened that we have yeah. a, a very simple setup where we can, you know, do these Skype calls and stuff and, and keep it going. And uh, so we're, we're really lucky in that regard. And we can at least help continue to talk about the music that's coming out and, you know, talk and have people like you on to talk about what, yeah, what, great. what you're doing at home at the moment. And, yeah. Uh, talk, talk, talking, of, talking of which, uh, do we still have time to go through a little bit of Best of March? So yeah, yeah I, I, um, I, I sent uh, for our listeners. I sent Randy and um, uh, Abraham a list of the best of March uh, uh, videos and and singles. And but now we don't have time to go all through all of them because it's 15 or 16 uh, tracks. I'm gonna put all of them in the playlist though. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, any any favorites of yours uh, in that list? I would like to make one more request for the playlist, uh, Abraham. Um, could you mm -hmm. also maybe give Dario a couple of tracks of of um, quattro players that play in like the traditional style that we can maybe mm -hmm. put oh, yes. up next to your track so people can hear how the instrument was meant to be yes. used in quotes? <laughs> yes. That would be yes, great. Yes, if you yes. have a couple of artists that you think uh, represent the instrument really well, then maybe we can include yeah, that yeah. for the listeners. There are some, there are some, they've been doing that for many years, much more, much many years than me. So, yeah. of course, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> personal favorites from this list. Um, yes. I like very much the Empty House by the Beach, Stefan yes. Altsar. Is yes, this the same guy from, from, from the band in Prog Power? Yes, yeah. yes. He's a front man of... Uh, Prehistoric animals. animals, yes. yes. Has such and a, I, I like, have memorable voice, you know, like you hear yes. comes on and I have to very... admit I, I like his I like his solo EP a little bit better even than prehistoric okay. animals, even even though it's much more poppy as you wanted yes. to say, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love it. This uh, a lot of nice instrumentation. His voice is very warm. 
and uh, that's awesome. It's a good, yeah. <laughs> good thing. Yeah, for me, it had uh, something more of the like, in, like English prog somehow, something like, some, like that. Yeah, some kind of neo progish element to it. Mm-hmm. That uh, yeah, it's, I think it it's starts not so much... with a with a with a with a melotron chord actually, <laughs> or the sound of a melotron. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. <laughs> I don't know. I see a lot of things that are very well produced. I know the Hirsch effect is something that I always listen to. So oh, yeah. nothing new yeah. to me. The, the, um, the video was also quite. Fittingly post-apocalyptic yeah. and uh, with their the kind of panic, don't panic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are all the time like that tense, you know. They they transmit yeah. that tense tension thing. Um, I listen to Caligula's horse. Uh, I think you know this is one of the men I would kiss no matter what. <laughs> he <laughs> has such Corona. a voice. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> and um, then. The other uh, song that I liked very much were the last three songs, the Evonivory, Explosions Ab- After Dark. Yes. Evonivory, yeah. Yes. Uh, Spirit Box, Bless Me, Bless Be. Blessed yes. Be. What a and, crazy uh, video that was. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Archentype, the Arbiter's Ar- Ar- Call. Yes. Yes. I, I can really live with those. Nice. Especially the Evonivory song, I don't know, is... I probably is gonna be one of my favorite songs of the year because oh, wow. it's, it slaps so much. I don't, I love it so much. I don't know why. <laughs> I find and, it really uh, different from um, the, the the song that the the video that we watched on the broadcast a couple yeah, of months back. Yeah. A very very different style. Yeah. This gave me more of like a tesseract kind of feel. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, I also liked it a lot. Um, but in general, the whole playlist is, is this is amazing. I mean, it's amazing that we have so much music to to listen to. <laughs> I think I, the, the video, uh, for vi- video wise, um, uh, I think the Oranzi Pazuzu yeah. and uh, Dance Kevin Dance videos were really crazy. Yeah, actually, um, yes. That was very about, crazy. I wanted to talk about the 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 video, a couple of the videos, but the, the Dance Kevin Dance. I mean. What they did was really expensive. I mean, I don't know how they pulled yeah. it off, but the yeah. the planes, like I, I, you know, I'm in the, I, I make movies, but in in New York before I moved here, I worked, uh, you know, on big films like Men in Black okay. Three and stuff like that, and I was actually on a shoot uh, on a couple of shoots with airplanes. Um, and there's like a guy in New York that has the airplane, you know, like there's like an airplane that they yeah. bring to a studio and build up. Yeah, and yeah. you know all the walls move, and then you can light it from all sides, and you know create stuff to make the li- look make it look like the light is shifting through the windows and stuff like that. It's it's like a pretty big operation to do that. Yeah, so, it's super, um, super expensive. Yeah, and I know that they're from California, so maybe they had some film connections or something. But I was I was impressed by that from a production standpoint that it was. Um, yeah. I'm sure they found. But I think found they, ways, they, but they, they might they might also be a lot bigger. In the United States, as they are here, uh, like fan base, they're definitely not small. Wide. In fact, we had a comment on, um, I think it was the Avatar or Co- no Coheed and Cambria auto capella video just the other day that somebody said, "Hey, can you get um, Dance Gavin Dance on this show?" So I was, yeah, l- l- let's let's do this next year with uh, with uh, with season three of auto capella. Season three. <laughs> Um, yeah so that was uh, that was pretty cool and yeah the Aranzi Pazuzu that had this sort of metropolis kind of feel to it yeah um, 
yeah, also very kind of big budgety um, production. But I think the one that I liked the most in terms of like how it was shot, like was the was that Spirit Box. The content is a, like a bit disturbing, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's but the it's, it's the follow up band uh, from the project I wrestled a bear once. Ah, okay. Actually, Spirit you, Box. Yeah. I had this. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching it yeah. again at the moment. Yes, it's a bit crazy. <laughs> I was recently. But it, I, I, the music was nice. The music was very nice. I think it was a bit like in contrast to this. It was not so. I don't know. I I, I don't. I'm a very. I have a very sense perceptions to think. You know, I I prefer audio <laughs> over video and images. So yeah, yeah. for me, it's like a music video is. It's not interesting yeah. because I'm listening mm, yeah. to the music. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the first thing that 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 captures my attention. So then the video is like an add-on. Right. And sometimes it's it's an add-on. Sometimes it's just something else. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I, I had to, to I, I want to um, kind of pair two two or four videos together, like two yeah. and two. Yeah. And uh, to to the Hirsch effect. I want to get put put uh, the covered uh, brand new covered video of yeah. Nero that was also like, like post apocalyptic <laughs> yeah. with, uh, with the video game and um uh, actually two we didn't mention is this is not an elephant and feather mountain. Oh thank you. Uh, that was yeah, that it, was also a nice video. Yeah. Yeah, it actually yeah, but, but, I was going to say the Feather Mountain when that's when I started watching it in your playlist. I was like, oh, yeah, that totally fits to, to our video. It has these sort of yeah. like... What, what's interesting the about The colors video, in the water. Exactly. And they went actually into the water with the colors. Yeah. Um, we did the opposite. We didn't want to be seen um, in ours. And they yes. you actually see them in theirs. Um, what's also yeah. funny is that the aspect ratio of the video is like four by three instead of 16 by nine, which um, mm -hmm. I don't know why they would do that other than wanting it to be like timeline safe, you know, for like horizontal uh, vertical viewing. Uh, or maybe it also was the, the, the whole approach to it was meant to have this sort of like, I don't know, picture look and not uh, like a video. So I'm nerding out about the aspect ratio, but now we almost ma mani uh, managed to uh, uh, mention all the songs on the uh, on the list <laughs> in probably yeah, for instance, in 10 that minutes. <laughs> that video, I like that video because it's not so, it doesn't call your attention so much. It's, it's yeah. something there, but it's not the main thing. The main thing is the music. Yeah. This, yeah. Which In one? my opinion, is uh, which one? Do let you mean? me check. I mean, uh, this is not an elephant. Oh yeah, Moon that, Hunt. That's 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 yeah, that's my video. <laughs> ah, that's, okay. That's that's Randy's band that's, and Randy's video. That's me. <laughs> that's me in the bass silhouette there. Okay, yeah. but this is more like an introvert thing because it's like you know you yeah. see the the, the silhouettes, colors and shapes, yeah. and. We actually kind of have, I mean, this is the fourth video we made for the album, and this is the last video for the album, probably, but we uh, try to avoid doing any performance videos, because nobody okay. in the band really likes them, uh, and nobody wants to make a video in the band unless it has some kind of uniqueness on its own, and yeah. um, with this one, we, we did do a performance, but the idea was that we would never see us we would just see the silhouettes and then use the, all the art comes from this guy, Christoph Hayden, who's a Munich based artist who it's all totally organic. It's just water or it's, it's not just water. It's like he uses water and drops like stuff into colors into the water and then captures it like 
sometimes nice. at high frame rates and stuff, and it creates like these like universes. It's super cool, and he agreed yeah. to let us use that. So we shot super like green trippy. screen, yeah, <laughs> and then we just sort of superimposed his stuff on us and vice versa. So it was a lot of fun. It took a long time to make in the end because it was like a lot of moving parts, but. Um, yeah, I'm quite I'm quite happy with uh, how it worked out. I have one disappointing video from the list, Dario. Yeah, and I hate to say it, but it's the Catatonia video. I I just I wasn't I didn't know what, what was happening there. It was just like two people driving around in a well, car. Well, actually, I I didn't uh, I, I didn't highlight it to actually to watch the video just oh. because the song is good. Yeah, the song's good, and it's <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. more uh, this this like rock catatonia like like goes, yeah goes yeah back it is. a couple of albums in a way like from yeah <laughs> yeah um co- um especially compared to the first single which was to, uh, no rock at all yeah. <laughs> uh lacquer um uh yeah, I, I was I was afraid you were, you were gonna say Green Carnation because no, no, I mean uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's, uh, I wrote Cost, an email. Video. Costin and I emailed today actually about another project. So um, no, I, 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 I love Costin's work. I mean, his stuff is is always solid. I like the and I like Green Carnation. So <laughs> the production was so good. Yeah. Everything sounded that, sharp. Yeah. Let, let, let me let me tell. There's there's gonna be more interesting stuff on the on the album. Yeah, yeah. I look forward okay. to this. <laughs> I'm a fan. A- yeah. Anybody like the yeah. the Stephen Wilson song? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I personally much. don't like it. Yeah, for for a single, it's also like I always have these conversations with Dario. Like I always find the singles that people pick are so sometimes really strange, or they're meant to really set yes. the stage for this is not going to be what you expect it to be. Um, yes, I, I'm. I'm expecting the the Stephen Wilson album probably to be either as diverse as uh, To the Bones was, or mm. completely only this style. Yeah. and it's gonna be what it's gonna be. I don't have any expectations. Um, like for me, I, I expect it to be either way or the other way, but it doesn't matter to me that much. Yeah. For, I like the for, lyrics of the song, for instance. Ah. The lyrics are cool. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of... Kind of sarcastic. I mean, it's kind of Stephen Wilson's <laughs> shtick, really. I mean, at this point, yeah, you know, yeah. it always kind of deals with this, like, commercialization and, like, materialism mm-hmm. and stuff. And actually, as, uh, as somebody who's kind of political, um, I kind of wish he would go a little bit deeper, you know, like... Yeah, there's there is an issue with materialism, but why? Mm-hmm. You know, like go a little deeper <laughs> into like why that is, you know. But anyway, I don't know. It's it's something he's kind of explored on a lot of records, even since Porcupine Tree, you know, especially. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I, I look forward to It's a little the bit like album. the direct. It's like direct lyrics. It's yeah, like yeah, a punk yeah. song. Yeah, I, but with music yeah, that it yeah. doesn't have anything <laughs> to do with it. so um for me it's a bunch of hooks to hook different people from different backgrounds yeah that's it yeah it's a formula (laughs) (laughs) i mean there hasn't Um, been a record from stephen wilson that i didn't like i'm a big fan so but i i I just with this one single it's kind of hard to tell what's coming you know like if or how it fits in the record Um, you know 
I yeah. like everything that he does, but uh, when I don't like something, I just skip and that's it. Next track. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly fine. To the Bone thing is, is, is was a strange album, but yeah. it had some very nice songs. I, I, I like yeah. some, some really good songs, definitely. Yeah, there's only two two uh, bands or uh, songs left that we didn't talk about now. So I want to give a shout out to Intronaut in the crazy video. Speaking of orbs, yeah, that was okay. uh, that was a little bit too much for me actually. Uh, like the, the the all these colors flashing. <laughs> yeah, that I, was exactly the video that I, I didn't like. They like at watching all. on the internet like somebody's dead and like. I don't know. He's like watching yeah. the internet, and then there's this thing about these orbs, and it, it felt a little bit like being trapped in your apartment, and then like getting lost on the internet, like going down like a rabbit hole of like internet kind of. I don't want to say conspiracy, but a little bit like conspiracy and just like dark stuff on the internet. I guess speaking of orbs, like like the UFO thingies or whatever, yeah. some weird shit. That was, was a little bit weird. Um, Audio and video wise was claustrophobic for me. Maybe that's what they were aiming for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to close with the very first entry on the list, that was uh, the live performance of Tesseract King at Bloodstock last year. Yeah. Uh, did you guys listen to the what Daniel said at the very beginning? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Somehow and, the timing I, I like was it. like... In in retrospect, it's yeah kind of uh yeah creepy almost. Um, I mean, it sounded great, yeah. like like typical, you know, like like they typically do, you know, even on like a festival stage, you know, however yeah. that was recorded, Amazing like sound. Yeah, they sound like they're pros. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like yeah, I, I I mostly put it on the list because of what Daniel said at the beginning. We shouldn't take everything we have in life for granted yeah, yeah. absolutely. because you never know because you never yes. know that's what he said <laughs> yeah, all right guys that was the 50th episode of the broadcast and i think we can't get any better so the broadcast that was the broadcast for all time we won't do any more broadcasts all right <laughs> hey ram was no, on the no. last one <laughs> yeah uh, uh, April Fools, of course, we're going to continue next week with <laughs> another episode. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, Abraham, for being on the show. Uh, thank you, Randy, for hosting with me. Take care, guys. Uh, stay healthy. Stay indoors. Wash your hands. You know the drill by now, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you uh, on the other take... side, and we'll see you at a, an Abraham Sriracha show coming up soon. Yes. It's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> take care, guys. Take care of yourself, take care of others, freaks out. The Freaks Progcast presented by the Prague Space is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out.